So you got some cold symptoms over the weekend. You panicked, and you picked up a fake PCR test at your local big box drugstore. And lo and behold, it was positive. So you called your doctor that you should have fired long ago when he tried to push the bioweapon shots on you and your family. And, big surprise, he prescribed an expensive pharmaceutical drug called Paxlovid. And you still trust him? Hmm. Well, this is the Dr. Jane Ruby Show, and you're about to enter Truth in Medicine. Welcome to the Dr. Jane Ruby Show on this Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. Well, this show and my entire platform and program is an ongoing educational effort, a medical information project to keep educating and informing the American public and our fellow citizens worldwide of the dangers of the medical profession in its standard form. Most of you understand that the level of trust you previously held for your doctors and nurses all of your lives was ill-founded. After hundreds of thousands of doctors across our country and worldwide pushed and pushed, just like a paid drug pusher, pushed the COVID-19 bioweapons and their shots on an unsuspecting public. And they did it all for money and incentives, the dirty little not-so-secret anymore. They continue to push expensive, poisonous, and useless pharmaceuticals. You see, the scam just ch changes around like musical chairs. It's the shots, then a month later it's the pharmaceuticals, and always the brand new branded ones, not the tried and tested generic ones that cost pennies. Well, one of the poster child drugs in this category for expensive, revenue-generating, useless, and dangerous categories is Pfizer's Paxlovid. Let's begin with an understanding of what this drug really is. It's being touted as a medical miracle for those people diagnosed, and we'll come back to that in a second, diagnosed with COVID. Did you hear what I just said? Diagnosed with COVID. Let me take you back to the beginning. There is no validated test on the planet to diagnose COVID or any flu. There is no diagnostic test. Lord, how many times do you have to hear that from an expert like me to believe it? I'm both an expert in clinical healthcare providing and in the pharmaceutical drug development industry. There is no way to diagnose any flu or differentiate one from another. It is a diagnosis of general symptoms, and that's where the hoax comes in, because it could be a thousand other things. There is no diagnostic test. Let me explain really quickly. To validate a test, if you create, if I create and I show you this pen, and I say, this pen is going to diagnose diabetes. 
You just have to keep it near your face. Oh, wow, that sounds great, Dr. Jane. I want one of those. Well, you should be asking, where are the study results from your validity analysis? Every new technology has to be, especially in the medical realm, and should be tested for validity. Now, validity is two things. It's validity. Validity testing is validity and reliability. Validity proves that more often than not, this pen is able to actually diagnose diabetes and not something else that you're not looking for, that, that you're not promoting it for. And reliability is testing it to see if it does it consistently time after time after time. Two very important points. So when I tell you there's no validated test on the planet to diagnose COVID flu, any kind of flu, influenza A or B, whatever, nor to differentiate one from another. You have this one, but not that one. It doesn't exist. So A, why are you testing when you get cold or flu symptoms? And then why are you believing it when it comes up positive? Was there a gain of function, souped up, nasty version of the common cold or flu in 2020? Yes. Exaggerated, severe symptoms that took down enough people to convince you that this was a novel, naturally occurring coronavirus that just took off in the wild. The only paper published on the scientific validation that I'm aware of is a study of validity and reliability, which I know is fake after reading it many, many times, for the PCR test was done by two frauds who peer-reviewed their own paper, and they peer-reviewed, another impossibility, an unethical situation, they also peer-reviewed it and then published it in one day in their own journal. Sound fishy? It is. Well, Victor Corman and Christian Drosten are two names you should remember. And despite that level of fraud, even admitted in their own paper that they tested it against a facsimile of a sequence, which means a piece of something that was downloaded or that is represented, re representative of supposedly of something. It's like taking a piece of skin off of an elephant and then holding two pieces of skin, one from an elephant and one from a human. They're both skin. You don't really know what they are. And so what you end up doing is thinking, oh, well, you take their word for it. Okay. Okay, that's a sequence. And they admit that it, that it's, that it was a sequence of a genetic code that was developed in silico that was uploaded to the World Genome Bank by the Chinese. What? Sound fishy? It is. But with all the fraud... You all keep running to the big box drugstores to buy your PCR test kits. Since it's not capable of diagnosing anything and you get fake positive results, then the worst, the most dangerous part of that whole scenario is then you seek treatment for something you've taken care of yourself all your lives, a cold or the flu. But you keep by continuing to test, by getting sick and going, I wonder if I have COVID. You continue to keep, you fall for the, for the hoax over and over and over again, and you propagate the hoax to others.
You solidify it and they know you're doing it. They know and they love it. But you're sick with something supposedly novel that requires a treatment of something novel. Well, enter Pfizer's Paxlovid. And it previously, before it was kind of removed from a lot of areas, nobody's talking about it, its sister novel antiviral, which is Merck's Malnupiravir. For the purposes of tonight's program, I'm going to focus on Paxlovid. So back to the beginning. Paxlovid is a combination of two supposed antivirals called Nermatrelvir and Ritinavir. The science, and I use the term loosely, on these two drugs is sketchy at best. But what we do know about the drug that has been around for quite a while and is well known and has tons of reports on it, Ritinavir has a black box warning on its package insert. Take a look at this. The black box, it's a physically a black box on the package insert. You know that thing that was blank initially when they went to the pharmacy and said, let me see the package insert that comes with that vial of, you know, COVID shot? That's the package insert. And I've explained to you before, and I'll touch on it just, just a moment for anyone new. That package insert, when it's done right and previously, standardly, in a standardized way before this whole COVID hoax, lists every known thing about the drug from all of the tests, all the phases one through four of the human trials, all the preclinical work is in there, your from phase one, your pharmacokinetics, absorption, elimination, metabolism, concentration, right? Could go on and on and on. Check out my Ruby affidavit on drjaneruby.com, drjaneruby.com. There's a tab for the Ruby affidavit. You will see my uh, sworn affidavit to the courts. It's been submitted to a number of cases like Navy SEALs v. Austin, Robert v. Austin that just made it to on the docket for the Supreme Court of the United States. And you'll see my explanation of all the things that we're missing. But focus on that pharmacokinetics. If I don't know the concentration of a drug or the half-life, in other words, how long it stays at a certain level till the body breaks it down or begins to break it down to half of that amount, or the LD50, the, the lethal dose that will kill 50% of the animals, and I don't know how the drug works in certain vulnerable populations like those with kidney disease and liver disease or metabolic diseases. <coughs> How do I know how to prescribe it? How do I know how to be careful when I prescribe it? And I am a licensed prescriber. So Ritinavir has a black, by itself, has a black box warning on its package insert. The highest degree of danger that the FDA can assign or confer on a drug without recalling it. It's the highest you can go. Danger, danger. It's the, it's the highest form of danger notification to the prescribing and health provider community. They don't give it lightly. And while the focus of the black box warning is a severe drug-drug interaction, it's serious enough to have made the black box warning. Interesting that when the two drugs are combined into Paxlovid, which is, again, Nermatrelvir and Ritinavir, there is no black box warning on Paxlovid package insert. Hmm. Why is that? Cha-ching! 
Is it because the American public has become more knowledgeable about the lies and fraud of the pharmaceutical industry? Is it because any warning at all will get their attention this time around? Because they've really learned how to read these documents? This is incredibly dangerous. And it's a tape of Albert Bourla, the CEO of Pfizer, defending Paxlovid, but what he's actually doing is he's committing uh, a crime, off-label promotion by a company commercial representative. It is illegal to promote a drug for something other than what it was approved for or the way it was approved. And what he basically does is he says, oh, Paxlovid, look, we know you're going to get rebound COVID. Like, look at all the lies that are wrapped up in that. And so what we suggest is that you, is that you just, if you get it again in two weeks, the COVID with your fake PCR diagnosis, take it again. That's not in the package insert. That's not how the drug was authorized or approved. That's changing, that, that, a second dose, no, that's, that's a dosage uh, direction. And that is against the law for a company, a pharmaceutical company, any of its commercial or medical represent, representatives to suggest, which is promoting, a drug differently from the way it was approved. Can't just come out there and say, you know, Oh, yeah, it doesn't work. Take it again in two weeks. He says it himself. It's his words, not mine. There are a lot of things he says. And then I get fact-checked as a liar. One most recent example of this, and we'll play this tape too, is when I posted a tweet where I warned the public that we know, we know from what these companies are saying, we know from, just go on the public internet and look at their pipelines of all the things they're developing with mRNA. And they're, they're developing a number of, not just Pfizer, and other companies as well. They're developing a number of flu vaccines, remember, they're not vaccines, but we're gonna, you know, flu vaccines on their pipeline, part of their website, using mRNA. So don't, don't take it from me, but let me show you what he said. This past January, just 11 months ago, when he was interviewed by a reporter at Davos who asked him, well, how are, how are you coming along in developing flu shots for the seasonal flu shot in the fall and the winter with mRNA? And here's what Albert said will be ideal because people will remember they can do it with other vaccinations like flu and can can last. Okay, flu, you raised it. Yeah. Where are you in developing? Because I know, I think that's what you originally were doing with BioNTech. You were yes. developing mRNA for flu. Where yeah. are you on a flu vaccine based on mRNA? Oh, the studies are running. They have completely recruited. We are waiting for cases as they accumulate. It means that people have been vaccinated, placebo, vaccine, and then the disease, some of them will get disease, and then we are waiting to unblind the data to see what is coming. I think will come in the, this year, in 23. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, you can't guarantee a timeline, depending on the clinical trials. No, but, because but you... your best guess, what would you think? Uh, I think uh, by the first half of the year, maybe. First half of the year? Yeah, June, July. And I get fact-checked, community notes in Twitter, 
Elon, drop the community notes. If somebody in the community wants to refute anything we post, they have every right to do that, and we'll deal with that on a, on a case-by-case basis. But this thing about slapping a little label on there, oh, the community, the community of what? Of, 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 of you know, 20-something, you know, or 40-something losers in their mom's basement going, oh, that's, that's ridiculous. I don't like her. She's against, I don't believe that. And those are the people that, you know, check off, no, not helpful. It's a lie. And then if you're going to keep it, here's my suggestion. How about you give a chance for a rebuttal of the community note? Because I would have replied, you know what? Albert Borla said it himself. The act- you're actually calling fact-checking as a lie something that the company that you seem to want to promote or support is admitting to you right there in front of your face. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense at all. Okay. Um, I wanted to lay out what it is, why you shouldn't be taking it. It's so very dangerous. Um, I want to, in the second segment, I want to talk more about Paxlovid, um, digging into some of the historical realities of what happened in our healthcare system, how we were all conditioned to believe in allopathic standardized medical care, and now we know all, basically all of it was a setup from the beginning. John D. Rockefeller, how medicine and natural health were hijacked and assigned different realities, and how for so many years, our grandparents, our parents, we're talking about multi-generations have been duped. And, and the truth of the matter is, the entire thing was a, a hijack and a hoax by rich, elite controllers who wanted control of the media, our banking system, our healthcare system, just about everything. Because there's a lot of money in keeping people sick. And it's going to be very cognitively dissonant for people to really get the fact of what Catherine Watt has taught us, the legal analyst up in Pennsylvania, who I've had on my show a few times, W-A-T-T, look her up, public health, healthcare in general has been weaponized. It's important that you understand that it's been a lie from the beginning. Do I need to go to an ER if I break my arm, you know, and the bone is broken? Yeah, unless you have, you know, in your house a, 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 an expert in a bone setting, you know, with cast materials and stuff like that. There's probably no way around that. but I don't need probably 99% of it. Okay. I want to make mention of the fact, if you're really looking around you, before I go to the break, our, our country is under invasion. I don't know, you, don't, just, you can look around. It's not just one piece of social media. It's everywhere now. Illegals, they're not migrants. They're illegals. They've been processed. They've been encouraged. They've been summoned and facilitated by whatever's running our government. I think the states around Texas ought to start 
their border protection and stop it there like a cancer, we're being invaded. Our military was taken out for the most part. A lot of the, of the specially trained. So when you put these two together, you've got them trying to move to digital money. Are you prepared? Do you have enough dif- diversification in something tangible like your property, land, your home? And if your home has a mortgage, they can call that in anytime. You signed the paperwork. You, 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 you gave them permission to do that because you never thought you'd, you'd see them do that. I want to urge you to call the people at Augusta Precious Metals. These people are educating. They're patient. They know you need to understand what your options are. This is not a quick, hard sell thing. You're going to need a little bit of your, your retirement investment, your saving something converted into something tangible. Personally, I would hold my own gold and silver. I, so if you have any concerns about that, you certainly can do that. Call them at 888-836-1890. Call them today. You'll probably have a couple of conversations, at least with them. They'll do a PowerPoint presentation and, and actually educate you because they want you to be an educated and, 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 a, and a, a, a trusting consumer. Learn who they are, what they do, and how they can help you protect everything you've built so far in your life. I do. I work with them exclusively. I trust them. And I hope you will at least learn what you need from them. So that's 888-836-1890. Or check out in my show description below the link, a very special link to my landing page where you'll learn a lot more just, just by going to the website. I'll be back in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk more about the realities and the lies and how you have to stop jumping to every prescription that your doctor is throwing out at you. Time to rethink. Time to discern. Be right back. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98 or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Hi everyone, Dr. Jane Ruby here with a quick message on how you should be protecting your retirement funds, your 401k, your IRAs. Did you know that you can protect them with physical gold and silver to avoid losing everything that you've built over your lifetime? Please call the experts at Augusta Precious Metals at 888-836-1890. At least talk to an expert, learn more about how you can protect what you've built up so that if things go crazy, as we know they will in this economy, you've got some of your investments protected with tangible physical gold and silver. Every bit as valuable as real estate, something you can touch, they can't turn off, you know, with a 
flick of a switch. Call the people at Augusta Precious Metals. They're wonderful. They will educate you on what this is all about and what you need to do. And they will also provide you with some warnings about how to protect yourself from other companies that may be spreading lies and scamming you. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 888-836-1890. Welcome back to the second segment of the Dr. Jane Ruby Show tonight. Well, we're talking about dangerous pharmaceuticals that are foisted upon the public under the guise of necessity and using fear in the form of take this or if you want to get better or you might not get better. Before I get into a few more in addition to malnupiravir and Paxlovid, I want to share an interesting historic clip with you so that you understand how this whole thing got started, this whole duping of the American public, of the world, in terms of taking over our country and taking over everything that went along with it. This whole lie that you need organized medicine, big corporate medicine, big hospital medicine, and that natural medicine is de facto quackery. Please roll this interesting tape. Around the same time that John D. Rockefeller seized U.S. media, he also hijacked U.S. medicine. When it was discovered that drugs could be produced from petroleum, America's top oil mogul ordered his army of propagandists to invert reality accordingly. Medicines used for thousands of years were suddenly classified as alternative, while the new, petroleum-based, highly addictive, and patentable drugs were declared the gold standard. After buying a German pharmaceutical company that manufactured chemicals of war for Adolf Hitler, Rockefeller leveraged his political influence by pressing Congress to declare natural healing modalities unscientific quackery. Rockefeller then took control of the American Medical Association and began offering massive grants to top medical schools under the mandate that only his approved curriculum be taught. Any mention of the healing powers of herbs, plants, and diet was erased from most medical textbooks. Doctors and professors who objected to Rockefeller's plan were crucified by the media, removed from the AMA, and stripped of their license to teach and practice medicine. Those who dared to speak out were arrested and jailed. When evidence began to emerge that petroleum-based medicines were causing cancer, Mr. Rockefeller founded the American Cancer Society through which he suppressed that information. John D. Rockefeller is duly credited as the founder of the pharmaceutical industry and the reason that medical error is currently the third leading cause of death in America. This is not an indictment against doctors. More than anyone, they are under the stranglehold of the single largest lobbying power in Washington. Every year, the pharmaceutical industry spends at least twice the amount as big oil to influence laws, policies, and public perception. Thanks to Mr. Rockefeller, the architect of American monopolies, no industry has more power over our lives than Big Pharma. Around the same time that John D. Rockefeller... Now, you may not be able to vet this adequately without doing significant digging into historical research, but I've spent considerable time throughout my career studying the evolution of medicine and nursing, the origins, particularly of the education programs of doctors and nurses, and the systems that have evolved in both medicine and nursing since the 1800s. In fact, I won an award when I was in graduate school uh, for writing a paper 
on the life and times of Dr. Elizabeth Blackwell. Dr. Blackwell was the first female graduate of an American medical school. I believe it was the Geneva Medical School in upstate New York. Um, she had a very, the side story is she had a very difficult, they thought it was a joke, but she graduated first in her class, and then when she tried to get a residency, because you needed to have the clinical practice in order to be able to practice independently with your license, she was blocked from every hospital in the United States that she applied to. So she did the only thing a pioneer would do. She started her own women and children's hospital. And then she had her own residency and provided residencies subsequently to many, many uh, female graduates of medical schools that followed her. So I understand the damage caused by the controlled the control seized by scumbag elite rich bastards like the Rockefellers who used fake scientific papers like the Flexner report. They commissioned Abraham Flexner who was paid to purport that the only logical place, the only place to get the best education for medical uh, education was the university. And the reason for that was because the pharmaceutical industry and the cabal of small numbers of rich families uh, could could also, who also, by the way, started the Federal Reserve, could control it by funneling millions and millions of dollars. And remember, he who pays gets to call the shots. Well, let's take a closer look at some of them, a list here of some of the more modern day poisons. And so that you understand that these drugs are dangerous and that you must take a step back. You must do your own review and digging before you just jump on every prescription handed to you. You've heard of, well, first of all, Versed. You may not have heard of it in with that name, but it's midazolam. This is a drug used on death row inmates to kill them when they are convicted of murder and sentenced to death. This is the same midazolam that's being forced upon patients who get sequestered into COVID wings after going into the hospital, being force tested, fake positive, admitted, isolated, and then given them a midazolam so that when their respirations start to decrease, they justify putting them on remdesivir. And then, of course, with the subsequent uh, organ failure, they are put on the um, ventilator. Uh, dexamethasone, hmm, wrong drug, wrong dose, wrong duration of time. Remdesivir, also known as Vecluri. Be aware of the other names, the multiple names that drugs are known by. Oh, we won't give your husband a remdesivir. Don't worry. We'll just give him the Vecluri. Hey, nurse. Look, come on. Let's be real, okay? Um, there are monoclonal antibody type drugs, and they're, they're touted be, before the mRNA was the second coming of Christ, so to speak. Uh, the monoclonal antibodies were touted as, oh, these little, you know, miracle drugs, right? Uh, Baricitinib, toxlazumab, very difficult to say, uh, tofloxacinumab, serolumab, mostly when they end in IB or AB, it's monoclonal antibody. Some of the brand names of these drugs are Alumint, Actema, uh, Zeljans. Vecluri, right? Kevsara. And of course, malnupiravir, which was Merck's version of a COVID pill. Uh, if you've had your 20 boosters and you still keep getting the COVID and you, you take your Paxlovid or your malnupiravir. 
Malnupiravir is also known as Legevrio. These are names that are made up. I want to give you a little insight as a 20-year pharmaceutical drug development expert. The companies would hire, like, <coughs> professors in colleges that taught language derivation, these, these you know, basket-weaving type, you know, expertises, and they would come up with, the way it worked is the company had to submit, when they submit a new drug, and it's getting close to approval time, they would submit three names of their choice, and then the FDA would pick one of those three, supposedly so that it didn't sound like anything else and patients and prescribers wouldn't get confused. So, but they'd hire for hundreds of thousands of dollars these people to come up with, you know, Latin derivatives. And the generic names are usually also created based on molecular structure, type of drug, uh, mechanism of action purportedly. Remember, mechanism of action is theory. Okay. Paxlovid is AKA the generic. Paxlovid is the brand name. When you get the fancy name like, like um, Legevrio, the generic is malnupiravir, right? Like Kevsara, the brand name, the generic is Seralumab. Paxlovid, the brand name, that's, those are the names that are marketed. And then in parentheses underneath, it put, so Paxlovid, the brand name, is Nermatrelvir and Ritinavir. They're kind of together in that pill, all ground up. So Trivimab is another monoclonal antibody. Then there's Presidex, which was forced upon Grace Shera, according to her dad, Scott Shera, when she was murdered at St. Elizabeth's Hospital up in Wisconsin. That drug is dexmetadomidine hydrochloride. Highly toxic. Okay. Remdesivir, you know well. Uh, kidney failure, sepsis, it increases renal failure by 20%. 20% bonus for Medicare patients on the entire bill. Remdesivir costs about $3,000 a dose and kills over 50% of the people who take it. And it maims another 80 to 90%, leaving them with long-term sequela. <coughs> Ivermectin, by the same token, for whatever the COVID flu was, and a lot of flus that have come down the pike since, cost about two cents per pill. People write to me every day asking, should I take this or should I take that? First of all, let me explain that it's neither legal nor ethical for me or any medical professional to give any kind of one-on-one -on -one advice or direct advice to your medical questions unless you are our patient. The main reason for this is that because I do not have a patient-provider relationship with you or your family member that you're writing to me about, you're not part of my practice, which, by the way, no longer exists because I went into pharma for 20 years and then I, I do this now full-time, trying to get truth and medicine out, but not the point. The importance of a patient-provider relationship is that I would know your history, your current medications, your medication allergies, the totality of your healthcare landscape. And all of that forms the foundation upon which someone who's trained and licensed to provide healthcare should be operating. So instead of sending those questions to me, I urge you to find a trusted 
natural oriented, like a naturopath, a healthcare provider. Vet them carefully, use word of mouth, talk to other patients in the practice, but do your own research. It's time. You, you cannot just go to any doctor or nurse and just trust them because they had a nice personality or a great bedside manner. And then you need to direct your questions to that person who hopefully will become your partner in maintaining your health without pharmaceutical intervention every two minutes. But in a general sense, I can and will communicate to you as a group that pharmaceuticals are poisons with a, 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 just a, um, an up-down scale based on dosage and frequency. In other words, like a continuum. Everything's a poison in the right amount. Most, if not all things, even natural herbs can be poisonous under the right conditions. Right now, we're in a state of flux where we have the benefit of understanding the lies that have been told. We now know how, how much of a lie all of it is, how public health has been hijacked, how for your benefit uh, has been hijacked, and how the providers, for the most part, in the allopathic model, that's the standard medical model, have been co-opted. Some of them are weak. Some of them are, are just uh, diabolical themselves, and they're all for it. But they're all incentivized. Make no mistake of it. So within this kind of state of flux that I'm talking about, um, we've learned so much. You know, how the wealthy few were able to get control over our nation's health care with expensive, big corporate-driven treatments after they made us sick through our food, water, childhood vaccine schedule, air, and, and, and the big food manufacturing processes, right? All buttressed by the bought and paid for Congress, every last one of you, and the media that's looked the other way or worse, lied to undergird what this cabal has been doing to us. Um, and in the meantime, these entities basically took over our country a couple hundred years ago. Talk to your healthcare provider about getting off as many pharmaceuticals as possible and the right way and the safest way. That should be your goal, but you have to have professional guidance to do it. If your doctor or nurse practitioner says, no way, I'm, you can't get off of those. You got to stay on those drugs. That's a desperation for their incentive and remuneration. Remember that. The fact that so many of you are still running to take the fake PCR test, then when you get a false positive, since it's not a diagnostic tool, so all positives are, are de facto false positives. They're false. They have to be. It's not a diagnostic tool. Whether you have a legitimate flu or not, first of all, we don't, don't pr propagate the word COVID. I'm not saying it didn't exist, but you can't call every single thing, every time you get a, a runny nose or a fever, COVID. They've got you conditioned COVID. I, oh my God, I've got COVID. Oh my God, my dad had COVID. The fact that so many of you still run to the fake PCR test and then with that false positive, you call your doctors or run to your typical, the same doctors looking for the panacea, which will always be a prescription. The prescription is the only panacea allopathic doctors have. Please stop feeding the beast. It's not just Paxlovid or Pfizer. It's all of them. It's all the drugs and all the companies. Did you know that most of the premises, shall we say, the foundation upon which pharmaceutical drugs are promoted are theories. Yeah, that's right. They're theories, like receptor theory. 
It's a theory. Like a compound, part of a molecule of, or part, molecules of a compound dock into a receptor. Nobody knows for sure how they work when there's a positive result. And even if, even if they really, if they did work in some cases, which you never can really be sure of, because you can't control for every factor, including the natural healing powers of your own God-given immune system and healing system, right? You just don't know. And most of the time, these drugs barely made it past placebo. And in my time before this whole hoax happened, if your, dr your drug had to exceed the measurement the, the number of people getting a result, and the result was defined, by the way. It wasn't just whatever you want it to be on any given day. It had to exceed the numbers of people getting a result in placebo by a percentage, right? And it had to meet confidence levels. It had to meet a p-value, uh, which you set ahead of time of either, either 0.01 or 0.05, and that's the confidence level, that it's, it's, it's less than 1%. If it's P01, if it's point, sorry, if the P factor is 0.01, that translates to that it's less than 1% that it could have happened by chance or didn't happen by chance, okay? So the confidence levels are really strong when your statistical, you, you have significant, it's called significant, when it meets one of those two preset thresholds. Be wiser, move slower, be careful, be careful. Stop, think, demand answers. Even with these frontline doctors that are selling you turmeric for God's sake, let me see your before and after. How are you measuring spike protein? I'd like to know because I don't know of anything that exists that can measure the COVID vaccine produced by your body spike protein. How do you measure it? How do you measure something at the nano level? And how do you show it? You have to. Oh, J Dr. Jane, don't be divisive. Divisive? If you can't show me your before treatment and after treatment results, then how do I know your drug did that? How do I know you caught it on a different day when the body was moving at a slower metabolic rate and didn't make as many? How do you even measure a spike protein? Let's just stay at the beginning of the food chain. No one's ever shown that. So when people say, oh, you know, my, you know, my, um, my onion powder, you know, my paprika uh, complex reduces spike proteins or reduces your symptoms, that are from the spike pro how do you know how do you tease out my symptoms that are from the spike protein if i'm a shot taker from those that are not how do you do it be wiser move slower take your time be careful well thank you for being with me tonight we're coming up on christmas week uh, I'm going to have a little bit of a different schedule. I have a couple of great shows coming up between now and New Year's Day. And I will not be having a show on Christmas night. 
as I will be in a very special event with my family. And I'm sure you all understand that. I hope all of you are, are just um, praying and enjoying the joy and love of, of Christ's birth, of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And so I'll also be running interspersed with that a uh, little bit of a, a couple a couple of reprises. It's always worth it because a lot of times people missed it. I picked a couple of our uh, highest viewed shows. I think you'll really enjoy them. And so that's gonna that's gonna be the wrap up. Uh, great show coming up on Friday night. Don't miss that. And I'm glad you enjoyed the session I had earlier this week with Jonah Bolt, who is the owner and founder, along with his wife Ariana of the Quantum Collective. It's quantumcollective.world, and he has the Loxahatchee Co-op down here in South Florida, but he does ship a lot of uh, dry goods that are untainted, super clean. He ships them all over the country. I don't know if he ships outside of the country. Go to the website and look at my link stack below. I've got the link uh, where you can uh, contact them to find out. And feel free to call them. Their number's on the website. He is a very generous man with his time and uh, his expertise. And, and you can talk to him directly. Okay, everybody, uh, I will see you Friday night. But don't forget your coffee chat with Dr. Jane tomorrow, Thursday. See you then. God bless you all. And good night, everyone. Medical disclaimer, the Dr. Jane Ruby Show does not provide medical advice. The information, including but not limited to, texts, graphics, images, and other material contained on this show are for informational purposes only and does not establish any kind of patient-client relationship by your viewing or attempt to communicate with Dr. Jane Ruby. No material presented on the show is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment before undertaking a new health care regimen. And never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have seen on the show. Thank you for watching.